Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, Davis Wimbledon, had him a big weekend on the internet. Hope you guys had a nice weekend yourself. Uh, Some great overall sports stories. Uh, The golf provided another good one if you're in that world. The NBA, how about it? Know what I was almost going to script or title today's episode? Mm. Uh, Sports aren't rigged. I mean, Celtics, Lakers sitting there. Maybe LeBron's, like, best go at it. Nope. Might get swept. Celts might get swept. Uh, NBA. Tough. Would be a fun basketball finals. Nuggets heat. Joker. Joker or Jimmy Bucket's getting one. But we like baseball. We'll talk baseball. We'll circle up on a little of that at the end. And I stumbled into a fun idea. I like It's MLB's all-surprise all-star team. So what does that mean? It's May 22nd. Uh, You know, in a week we'll be through two-sixths of the season, one-third. And that's kind of when all-star voting... All-star voting starts soon, right? There's a chance it already did. It's always one of the weird things. It used to start way too early. Yeah, I remember there were April ballots, and it was like, what are we doing? Um, And so what am I saying here? Yes, this is going to make a graphic that'll make piss people off um, early on, and we'll cover some blitz ball at the end of this because some of you might want to hear something about that. Um, But basically, I want to highlight some dudes who are doing well who just weren't on the radar for this season truly at all. Um, And there's... You know, that means different things to different people. That's the gray area we're living in. Um, I think there's one or two that you can debate. My lineup, not really. A couple of the pitchers that are shoving, I I could see mm. getting some some fight back on. But I think in general, I've landed on a really good list of five starting pitchers and a complete lineup of guys that are putting up Really good numbers, all-star level numbers, that if you had told me any of these guys would be in the all-star conversation coming into the year, I think, I think you would have got laughed at pretty significantly. Except so like, oh, maybe one of them. Except for one guy that I have a fun anecdote on. BBD, do you want the, the starting pitchers or the lineup first? I'm Ooh. more proud of the lineup, so I don't know if that should be first or second. Let's start with, do, do you think the starting pitchers will be able to be, be just get in, get out? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. Let me let me do the five, five starting pitchers. Um, so for me, again, this these are the five guys who are among the elite elite that I'm pretty sure coming into the year, you couldn't even have an argument. Like, how about this? Sonny Gray is leading in ERA right now. That's not shocking. Like, if I told you Sonny Gray was going to have an all-star season, you wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know. Like, Sonny Gray, he's probably what? He's a two-time all-star. Like, can Sonny Gray put together 10 really good starts? Absolutely. I don't want to say not going to happen, but that would have been the opposite of what I was trying to get home. Um, Even a guy like Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb has been incredible. He hasn't been an all-star, so I I guess he should be a little offended. Um, but, you know, the rest of these guys have numbers with Cole, McC- McClanahan, 
Uh, even Framber, like you'd expect Framber to be really yeah. good. So uh, these are the names that stuck out. Even a couple guys who are high up prospects, I somewhat eliminated. Like Joe Ryan was the Twins opening day starter last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was amongst Sonny Gray and other guys. Like, that- like Twins fans were coming into the year, like that was a guy they would comment about in the TPPs. How about this? I will start with one that... I don't think can be argued at all. BBD, we've gotten caught up in Bryce syndrome because there's more Bryces in baseball than there's ever been. Bryce Elder for the Braves. I did not realize how good he has been. Bryce Elder for the Braves. Nine starts, a 2-0-6 ERA. 52.1. I mean, you're talking to, you know... A that's good, real. That's a that's a real amount of innings. A good start out next time. He's you know an ERA in the ones. He's got a two one four ERA plus. I mean, when you talk Braves starting pitchers, how many guys did you mention before you'd get to Bryce Elder? Which half complimentary to the Braves. Um, and I don't know, man. I mean, we sink our teeth into every talking baseball episode. I had known Bryce Elder had done some good things this year. I had no idea. Um. He's, He's been, been one of the elite pitchers in baseball. He's sixth in war in the NL. He's second in NL ERA. So I think that's a good example. Yeah, not on the radar at all. Even we, you know, we follow the baseball bet as closely as, as just about anyone on earth. And I was like, oh, he's had like a, a good last three, four starts. No, it's way more than that. He's been, and he was good last year too in like the same number of innings. Right. So it, He's been better. And now he's just a, a whole new step. He's, like, part of that team. So I want to highlight Bryce Elder. I, I think the other one that I can rip confidently, and he has been on, like, a heater of all heaters, and, yeah, it's been so much better than the rest of his career, it's Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch Keller, you know, he, he put together a fine season last year. It looked like it was starting to come together. Yeah. Um, Salvaged a lot with his with the strong second half, I think. But uh, in his ten games started, he has a two four four ERA, and he started striking out everyone. Um, he has a career eight point nine Ks per nine. That extra nine just made that not roll off the tongue as well. Mm. Basically, nine Ks per nine. Uh, he's averaging eleven. K's per nine this year in his last couple outings. Um, he hasn't given in his last five starts, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs. Two of those are clean. One is a 13 strikeout game against Baltimore. Uh, 10 strikeouts against the Dodgers. Like Mitch Keller has jumped into an elite level that could someone have twisted your arm before the season and said, I like where Mitch Keller's trending. He figured it out. Maybe, but... Jolly tried. You didn't think he was here. So I, I had Mitch Keller as the one in the rotation. I had Bryce Elder as my five. Here's one that I feel confident in that's just totally different. Erod. Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, you're probably very familiar with Eduardo Rodriguez if you've been following baseball. I mean, he was with those Sox, a lot of those good Sox teams forever. Went over to Detroit, quite literally went absent from the team for a little bit, 
And he had a he's 17 starts last year, a 405, which is in tune with his 403 career ERA. That's a little bit cooked by Fenway. Nine starts at 206. He has been one of the best pitchers in baseball that people are thinking he could become a very interesting trade chip. But again, and I'll, I'll end up stop saying this. Not a soul I talked to had Eduardo Rodriguez as one of their breakout AL pitchers this year. That's where I'm, I'm taking a couple baby steps back on who I have as my two starter in this rotation. Because people did tell me this guy was good, but I guess I was skeptical, and he's been another level of good. Justin Steele from the Cubs, man. Like, I knew he was a young lefty pitcher that showed some promise last year. And, I mean, 24 starts, a 3180 ERA. Almost shame on me. Right? Like, and Cubs fans will be probably mad at the graphic when it comes out. You start going through pitchers in the National League. Yeah, 27 years old this year. Like, sure, guys put it together at that age, but you can never predict it. He's leading the National League in wins, uh, a 2-2 ERA, a 2.97 FIP. There's kind of no funny business around it. Uh, it's just, and maybe there was some market stuff here, but no, he plays for the Cubs. I, as I was writing down some of these guys that play for lesser market teams, but these are the Cubs. Um, and Justin Steele passes every test, and yet at the same time, in just the MLB lexicon, I think you name four Mets starting pitchers before Justin Steele. Yeah. Like that, just being rude, but hopefully we don't. And that's why I wanted to bring Justin Steele to the forefront. BBD, my final pitcher, and again, I told you guys I didn't love the pitchers because this guy kind of broke my prospect rule. But he had been awful, and he's now our friend Josiah Gray. Oh, yeah. Ten starts, two six five ERA. Um, the peripherals don't love it as much. Guess what? I don't care. Um, Nat's got to send someone to the All-Star game, right? Yeah. Why not a young, talented starting pitcher named Josiah Gray? Uh, really nice guy, came to the office. And two six five is no joke. And, again, he was a big prospect. He was a big part of that. Uh, the Scherzer trade, Turner trade. Uh, but coming into this year, I don't know. I don't even want to click these stats. Uh, his ERA was above five. So if you were a Nats fan, you wanted Josiah Gray to be better and take a step. He's currently gone past that. Um, his, his first full season in the big leagues, led the league, homers and walks. Allowed, uh, which you don't want to do. Not great. So. The, the homers are down. Uh, which is good and definitely a Way part down. of it. Still walking a couple guys, but I guess if you're not giving up homers, that's better. Yeah. So that's where I landed with my rotation, and I think people aren't going to love it as much, but I had Keller, Steele, Erod, Josiah Gray, and Bryce Elder. Uh, and as I looked at Bryce Elder's stats, not that people care about the actual order of the rotation, but it seems like... That guy should be up the depth chart. Because, um, man, what he's doing is really impressive. Let me check out his savant real quick. 
Yeah, Bryce see what they like. Baseball savant. Where do the Braves get these guys? They just got and they're so young. Wow. Awful baseball savant. Really? Atrocious baseball savant. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I might have to text or call Moylan. Because what is that about? I'll give huh. Moylan a surprise. I know sometimes, like, the spin stuff, it can be, like, deceiving, where it's like, well, sometimes, like, it actually gets, it's, like, better to have, like, almost, like, no spin. You're getting some returns that way. I mean, that's... But, no, oh, everything's a, a fairly deep blue. Normally, there's one or two things that you're like, okay. Oh, that's why he's getting results. Peter? I'm a fan of you. Pete? Yeah. How are you? Hey, I'm recording Waking Jake. I had a question for you. Far away. Who the hell is Bryce Elder? Exactly. That's You're going to know. That's who the hell he is. I'm still trying to figure it out, dude, honestly. His baseball savant is one of the worst baseball savant pages I've seen. Can you also look at the spin profiles of, the, of that slider that he throws and tell me which way it spins? <laughs> oh, is that is that is that what's going on? Oh my! Right? Is that a little gyro? What is that? I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I'm not smart enough to dive into anything, but I just know that it looks like everything's the same out of his hands, and they just have to try and guess. Okay, so it's just at the end, it moves one way or the other, and right now, guys don't know. Guys aren't timing it up. It's funny because his baseball savant page early on just was blue because he was getting smashed but lucky and then he went through a couple of weeks where he was really good and now he's kind of evened out but he's still really good wasn't a smash but lucky your autobiography title i think so yes that's on the that's on the front of my gift bags i used to give everybody on the way out um all right you got you got anything for me no, buddy. I'm uh, on the way. It's on the way to the field to watch the Los Dodgers take on the Los Bravos. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah, big matchup. Big matchup. Dodgers got one of the kids going. Uh, no, tomorrow got Colin Stone today. Yes. Right. Wow. Look at that. Colin Stone. Big day for the big day for the company. Big day for yeah. me. Big day for everybody. Really. It always is, man. Um. Well, hey, have fun at the ballpark. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. I miss you, buddy. I'll talk to everybody. I miss everybody. Hello, everybody's listening. Miss you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That was Peter Moylan. Pre, post, and on the call for the Braves. He does everything. Uh, Bryce Elder, there you go. We all just found that out together. I was expecting him to be another kid with a light-up fastball and just gross. 90-mile-per-hour fastball. Throws a gyro ball slider most of the time. That If that ain't baseball, I don't know. What is? Uh, so there's your rotation. Cubs fans, I think you could be half mad at me for not fully believing in Justin Steele. I think everyone else is good with it. I think everyone else is good with it. Steele gets on there because he's been fantastic this year. Let's get to the lineup. You guys know I was pretty, pretty jazzed up about this one because I think I got a pretty good cut at each position with the requirement of... If you told me they were going to be an all-star going into the year, I think I would have scoffed. I think I would have scoffed. Um, and let's start out behind the dish. 
Let's give out some love to Elias Diaz from your Colorado Rockies. That's right. The 32-year-old catcher from Venezuela who went Pittsburgh to Colorado, if you haven't been watching a lot of them, with a career 250 batting average and a 693 OPS, guess what he's doing this year? In 40 games, 326, 381, 455, and 835 OPS. Um, he has been great for the Rocks. I, I've seen some Kelsey Winger tweets uh, that I've you know tried to stay in tune with. Uh, hey, if he keeps this up, I know Rocky fans, you don't care about this, but if you're a team looking for a catcher, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it clicked for the 32-year-old from Maracaibo, Venezuela, Elias Diaz. Uh, there was a couple catchers. I saw my guy Perdomo, or not Perdomo, oop, teaser for shortstop, uh, Gabriel Moreno. There's usually a couple options, but, I mean, Diaz has been a guy. This is his. Moreno was is among the top prospects in He's baseball. He's a top prospect. Year, so. This is Diaz's ninth major league season. Um, and I think his best year was half a season played in 2018. Yeah, he sort of did this 2018. He's taken a step up. 2021 are like fine catcher numbers, but um, he's been killing it. So let's give him some love in this start of the season. And, and another reason I, I ended up stumbling into this topic is in a week, week and a couple days, June is here. That changes everything about the baseball season. Uh, summer begins. Starts to mean just a little more. And maybe these guys will get all-star votes. Uh, this is the only guy on the lineup that I think someone could tell you could have been in a conversation for anything, but they'd also be lying to your face. Lamont Wade Jr., late night Lamont. A, he's a first baseman, which that in of itself is pretty crazy. BBD, you want to know uh, Lamont Wade's on-base percentage? What in, is it? In 44 games? 425. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a big boy number. Yeah, and he's clubbing it a little bit, too. He's got a 901 OPS, a 149 OPS plus. He sets the table uh, for that Giants team. And, yeah, the fact that he is like their first baseman, 31 games, played at first base, 11 um, in left field is the second biggest number. Late night Lamont, as he kind of broke onto the scene in 2021, um, he's even making those numbers look silly after a down, not great 2022 season. He is at first base for me. My second baseman was easy. I did audible them from DH, but it's Nolan Gorman. Uh, he has been one of the storylines of this Cardinals team's breakout. Uh, I was going to be hesitant to put him at uh, second base, but he has played three of his last five there, and he's played just as many games at second base as he has DH. Uh, so I thought about DHing him, and then I was kind of searching for a second baseman and found a DH, so just being honest with you, uh, it's how it's sorted. Nolan Gorman is leading the National League in slugging and OPS in 42 games. This isn't like a 22-game sample size. 42 games, 302, 391. He is a guy that was a top prospect, 
But this year, he wasn't promised, like, anything in the lineup. He was kind of going to be a floater utility guy, and if it clicked, it clicked. Last year, he was, like, he was fine, but just sort of clearly the odd guy out. He kind of got jumped by, like, Brendan Donovan, and there's so many outfielders that... Yeah, they can't really shove him out there. But they couldn't, that he was just, like... Arenado and Goldie are are those dudes. He can't play short. So, like, yeah, he, he was in a weird spot. Um, he, he seemed destined to be a guy that at some point gets thrown in for for some trade for like pennies on the dollar and flourishes somewhere else. And but now, no. the 23-year-old, just turned 23, leading your National League and wow. slugging an OPS. Uh, good for him, and he's been a big part of this Cardinals turnaround. Shortstop, I leaked it. My guy, Perdomo... Uh, he's still going, by the way. I got into a little bit of a debate with the fellas uh, because he was platooning early on this season, and he was coming off one of the worst full offensive seasons you'll really see a guy get a chance at anymore. He was 22 years old last year for the Snakes. 148 games. 148. They ran him out there. He, he played. 195 batting average of 547 OPS. That's like... That's as tough of numbers that teams will, like, let a kid put up. But it's currently paying off in droves. He's got two homers in his last five games, 317, 415, and a 940 OPS. Like, normally you see some of these hot starts. Like, I was just looking at uh, the kid who got called up for the Giants, Casey Schmidt, who he hasn't played a lot of games yet. But his batting average is the same as his on base. Like, guess what? Whenever you see that, baseball finds out a way, and then the numbers start to drip down. Perdomo's hitting with pop, he's hitting for batting average, and he's got the on-base percentage going. So if you believe in a prospect and player getting their lumps and learning from them, I mean, use this guy's Exhibit A right now. Um, Because, and again, he's talking shortstops around baseball. Geraldo Perdomo did not get mentioned. And we, you know, he he misses out on a pedal because of the lefty-righty, platoony type stuff, but obviously small sample. He is hitting lefties well this year. They're, they're not playing him in a lot of those games. Right. 19 plate appearances, he's a three eighty nine batting average. Like he wasn't getting He wasn't getting the opportunity, and now it seems like he is. Yeah, still, still obviously very, very small sample on, on the lefty front, but in the sample we have, he is hitting them all right. And if and you can settle into a great career as a lefty. They just don't play against other lefties. And he he's switch. Yeah. So, like, uh, Geraldo Perdomo, don't hit that G, um, although that's all he's been doing. Um, and the glove is, suppo- is, like, what carries him, right? supposed to be what... What that's why they the put up thing. everything. Although put I up with everything last year, I don't think some of the defensive numbers were great last year. Uh some pass, some fail. Defensive metrics. He's a kid. Happy for him, and I'm happy for how's your burger, Jake Berger. He'll be at the hot corner for this team. He's been third base and DH, uh, but I needed a third baseman. And Jake Berger, talk about a real shot of life. For this White Sox team that has been looking for life for over a year. 
Uh, 30 games. But this is a guy who, he came into the season having played 66 games. He's 27 years old. 280 this year, 340, but the OPS, 1.028. He's got 10 homers in 30 games. He has been mashing. Um, Did not break camp with the team. I've driven by his childhood home. Jake Berger. Um, Missouri, okay. Uh, Twitter handle, Bergatron13. Mm-hmm. I think before this run, he was... He was known for having a good tweet about bald people. Mm. Uh, he was he was the eighty fourth prospect by Baseball Prospectus in twenty eighteen. It's going back, so it's been a minute. Uh, who knows if the light bulb has fully gone off or if it's a hot stretch? Uh, but let's be happy for Jake Berger, who has been one dotting for now over a month for your Chicago White Sox. Uh, so that rounds up the infield. The outfield, again, I don't think this guy is a cop-out at all for the topic, but if you've now seen him, and I ranted about him today on Talking Baseball, Josh Lowe um, from the D-Rays. The D-Rays, who calls them that? Um, zero people. Zero people. Um, he is a monster. He's got two war uh, 11 homers in 38 games, 318, 375, a 1.027. I believe he's got some splits that they, they don't really let him see lefties, but I feel like that'll change kind of soon. Because guess what, BBD? In his 14 at-bats versus lefties, 286, 412, a 983 OPS. So, like... Might catch a couple more chances. I realize we play Rays baseball, and, you know, we're, we want to put other guys in advantageous positions but uh i've never seen it i that's not i've seen a lot of guys this guy just looks the part instantly he's a horse he's a 6'4 205 like free safety that crushes baseball they go further than you think he's nathaniel lowe's brother which i didn't know with all the low low action going on in tampa i believe in baseball families um and this this guy could be an all star if he continues to one dot. Um, plays good defense too. Um, he was an easy one for me. Uh, another guy that I was happy to put on this list. That again, if you had this on your bingo card, you are a liar or a sorcerer or somewhere in between. Jaron Duran. Boston fans could not have been more out on this kid. Um, and I, you know, I didn't watch him, but the numbers would have told you from the previous years that that was the right move. Uh, in his 58 games last year, 221, a 283 on base, a 645 OPS. That was with 33 games the year before that were worse than that. Uh, Jaron Duran in BBD... Maybe correct me. I don't think he broke camp with the team, right? I don't believe so. Um, he has come up and been... His first game, April 17th. Unreal for the Boston Red Sox. And that's where... Okay, so I when I was looking at sheets for, for different players in different positions, you know, in theory, could Brandon Marsh have a fantastic argument for this? Yes. 
But, like, Brandon Marsh, when he went over to the Phillies, had success as a Philly. He's having a lot more success. Like, I don't think anyone took a step. I don't think anyone would have measured it that way. But, you know, Jaron Duran didn't break camp with it. Like, Brandon Marsh was going to be the starting center fielder for -hmm. your Phillies. Jaron Duran was going to be, was in AAA and was looking at a Red Sox lineup that, how do you crack it? Like, that's that team's strength. Yeah, um, and he, the team seemed like they had, were losing some faith in him, too. Oh, yeah. They he had a lot of mental gaffes in the, in the past couple years. You that, you said it about Gorman, and I don't know if I, I didn't realize how young he was, but Jaron Duran seemed very much like, you're going to have to find a new, a change of scenery um, to get your shot. It, it felt like the Boston experiment may be over. Uh, he has killed it this year. He has a 1.3 war, which now has his career war in the positive um, at .5. So that's always kind of funny to see. Uh, seven stolen bases, and he's just been mashing it, man. 330. Swiping bags. The defense looks to be grading out pretty well. Uh, on his savant, the only the only things in blue. Strikes out just a little too much. Sure. Walks not quite as much as you'd want. Uh, that's every new player. Yeah. So well, those are those are two of the last things usually. Well, the numbers probably catch up a little bit, yeah. But um, I mean, good for him, man. We we were just talking about him as a 26 year old that got written off in baseball, and now he's uh, he's got some juice. Juice. I'm gonna skip my last outfielder for a second and go to the DH because it's pretty easy. He was all JM. Uh, it's Brent Rooker. Um, if you don't know, he's um. He's just been mauling for Oakland. Uh, 391 on base, a 958 OPS. He's been kind of the the star for Oakland this season. Everything else has been ugly. Very yeah. ugly. The Brent Rooker story has been fun. Uh, that he was, we put him on all JM. I didn't know if, I didn't know if the fellas were going to go for that. They did. Which brings me back to my last player. Uh, last outfield spot. And I said that nobody, no sane people would have told you that these people would be all-stars. And this goes for this guy, too. Ezekiel Duran for the Texas Rangers. So, A, I liked having two Durans in the outfield. Hmm. Thought that was funny. Um, Zeke Duran, 308, 348, 874, uh, OPS plus. He's actually, he's been moving around uh, a lot. Uh, he's been mostly at shortstop, but he's also played seven games in the outfield. So I took some liberties here. Um, but guess what? Uh, the old baseball adage, if you can play shortstop, you might be able to play outfield. <laughs> and BBD, there, there was one more hidden motive of why I wanted to put him on this team. There was one person that told me Zeke Duran will be an MLB All-Star one day, not this year. And I said sane people before. Kyle McDonald. (laughs) Kyle McDonald, who, you know, let's be honest, there's some bias there, right? He plays minor league baseball with the guy. He probably likes him, knows how good he is. He, you know. And it's his birthday today. Yeah. May 22nd. Happy 24th birthday 
to Zeke Duran, uh, a 138 OPS plus. He, he has been a big part of stretching out that Texas Rangers lineup. Um, and with Corey Seager coming back, I assume he's going to be playing less shortstop. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see what he's been doing since he came back. A uh, couple DH a couple days. DH days, which surprised me a little bit. But um, if I had to guess, you got Simeon Seager young in your infield and Nathaniel Lowe. I could. I think Duran's going to be playing some outfield when the Yankees played him. Uh, he was out in left field. Um, I I could see that working out for him. He's kind of an electric ball player. Um, and I don't and, know. It with two two Durans and what uh, Kyle McDonald had told me, it it kind of all came together. Um, I'd be remiss if I if I didn't remind you. Do do you recall exactly how the Rangers acquired him? Tim, Josh Smith, mm-hmm. um, and two more Glenn prospects. Otto, yep, and another prospect for Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey Gallo trade. Yeah, there was a lot of times. He, he seems like the part of it that might that might come back to hurt. There's a lot of times where uh, early on in the Yankee season they could have used a Zeke Duran, uh, and they didn't have him. So that is Trevor Hover, the other one. The all MLB's all surprise all star team. Uh shed some light on guys that we did not think there'd be light shed on this year. Um obviously, not all these guys are gonna be all stars. You know. <laughs> the the surprise is that they are kinda part of the conversation. JT Romuto has been fantastic for the Phillies. I, I could see him getting the nod over Elias Diaz. Um you know, Frederick Freeman, pretty good first baseman. Um, Deep position. In the same division as Lamont Wade. And Christian Walker's been great, too. And that's, we still haven't left the West. So, um, not all these guys will be all-stars. And you know that because you listen to this. But everyone that sees the graphic will probably get mad. And that's the fun of it, right? Uh, so, I'm sure I left out some of your favorite players that shouldn't even be near this conversation. I guess comment them. Sound mm. off. Probably the guy you're thinking of was too known for this. They were either too known or I just, uh, they got edged out just a little bit. Just a little bit. So uh, let me know. Uh, Like I said, this weekend ended up being an interesting one for sports. Uh, I will give out. A double quick bro of the night to two people that never thought they'd be linked. Um, Carmelo Anthony just announced his retirement. If you didn't say something this episode, I would have. Stay mellow. Um, You know, what ended up being a... People being way too harsh on where Melo's career landed. Um, I think people ended up coming back and... uh, Melo... Melo's an all-time hooper, man. You know... You can have your different opinions on them, and if you really want to be a mellow hater, parts of the argument can't be fought. Uh, but I think it deserves to be said that when you're arguing at that level, you're a certain caliber of player to be even discussed like that. Like, yes, if you're comparing Melo to LeBron, it's going to come up short. So does almost every player in history. Um, Kevin Durant, yeah, he, he's not there. 
Um, you know, if Prime Mello was on those Golden State teams instead of Kevin Durant, would would they probably get a ring? Yeah, because they were <laughs> one of the best teams ever. Hmm. Um, and that's going to be a really fun part of Durant's career if he uh, goes on without a championship. Uh, Mello's awesome. I mean, even going back to Syracuse, and uh, that's my prime Big East, UConn, Syracuse. Um, you know, to be the one and done, to go get the college natty title, that's still pretty badass. And then, yeah, man, I, you can put up some pretty compelling arguments about what Mello's best teams were and look around about teams that did win stuff. I realize, you know, Mello could be ball hoggy and slow it down and a lot of mid-range that ended up falling out eventually, but he could do a lot of other stuff too. I mean, Mello banged threes. Uh, Mello got buckets. He's kind of like an old-school bucket getter. Uh, and the other guy I want him to share the bro of the night with, uh, slightly different story, Michael Block uh, from the PGA Championship this weekend. Uh so they have the PGA Championship. You know, for all of these events, they have qualifiers. Uh, he's the local pro at the golf course. So if you're going to take a lesson, be like, hey, I'd like to take a lesson with the golf pro. You know, for probably a half hour, you, you give Michael Block 150 bucks or whatever he charges. He teaches you how to golf for a half hour, and you go your separate ways. Um, he qualifies for the tournament. He makes the cut. He ends up finishing top 15, has a hole-in-one in the final round that he dunks straight in, no hop, in the hole. Um, and then he had a little uh, a tester putt on the final hole to sink it, uh, qualified him for some later events. And uh, it was just so cool. The, the place was... Excuse me. He normally charged a uh, buck fifty for a sixty-minute lesson, so not a thirty. Um, that yeah, man. He's kind of like a real guy. Uh, that played the last round with Rory McIlroy. You know, I say real guy loosely. This guy's obviously a <laughs> dedicated his life to golf in one way, <laughs> but not competing at the pro level. And another side of that, athletes, real people, all that. Yeah. Um. That, yeah, like, I know, you know, I think Saturday night he was at, like, the local bar just because, like, that's what he was planning on doing. Uh, he had fun throughout the whole thing. Like, he was engaging with the cameras and the crowd and everything. He acknowledged, like, yeah, you know, this is probably going to look back at this one as a pretty special weekend in my life. Mm. Uh, the guy played the part perfectly. Um, and now he's starting to get invited to other PGA events and stuff because they have exemptions and He's, uh, he's become a very beloved character. So it might, might be for one week. Uh, maybe he turns it into a side pro golf hustle, uh, which I don't know if many people have said that before. But that was pretty cool to see. So a little double bro there. And then the NBA, Biebs. Uh, no, I think the winner of the weekend was your New York Knicks. The fact that they gave the Heat a fight, and now the Celtics are doing yeah. this. Getting getting cooked. A lot of, on on Mello's front, a lot of uh, 
the running joke on Twitter today seems to be a lot of people saying, like, oh, our team probably could have used him this year. And a lot of people saying, you'd be up 2-1 on Denver or the Heat right now if you had him. There were And, like, specifically the Knicks, there were rumors before this season that he could get involved back when people thought Randall would get traded for nothing before the year. Glad that isn't how it went. But, yeah. Knicks look... Their exit via Miami looks a lot cleaner right now. They put up a fight. They quit in that final game. It'll be interesting to see if they bring anything for game four. Uh, Missoula is currently looking like one of the worst coaches we've seen against Spolstra, um, who's got an argument for best coach. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Again, you know, I I do have New York blinders on that. I guess NBA people reach out cuz I think I think I would get crucified for this and maybe rightfully so, but I'm I'm asking honestly. And I know the Celtics have been to the finals, but you know, the way the way Melo got critiqued critiqued. And it was towards the end of his career. Like people people let Melo cook early on. Like, I don't know, man, how different. VBD, you correct me on this if you'd like. If the Celtics go on and, I don't know, they're, they're not, they're good. I guess they're not competing for titles. Like, where, where could a Tatum-Carmelo comparison lie right now? I I think we're heading towards that feeling fairly apt. I don't know. I don't know. I there's, just, a, there's so much time. There's so much time, and Tatum's 25, and they could win a ring next year, and he could leave Melo in the dust. But I guess if he doesn't, you know, Tatum was one of these guys that was tabbed on the shoulder to be next, and some games it feels right. You know, 51 points in a game seven. Hats off to you, kid. In the game six, he was horrible until the fourth quarter when it kicked back on and it helped them win the game. Uh, last game, 14 points. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't love playing that NBA Pantheon game. I'm not great on it, and so much will be sorted out for Tatum in the next seven years. But I don't know, you know. At age 25, what was Melo doing? Like, you, you can't really compare points per game anymore because there's so much more scoring in the NBA. So, so much just more frequency of shots taken. Just so much, yeah. And Melo, 25 was his last full year in Denver. We think of him, we think of him coming to the Knicks, I think, a lot later than he, than he did. He came to the Knicks for his prime years. That became complimented Carmelo. Um, hey, I could be totally off, and if you're a Boston fan or an NBA fan and you're just like, whoa, like those, don't compare those guys. I don't know, man. Melo is pretty damn good. <laughs> Stylistically, their, right? their build. like Is that not crazy? Yeah, like, even if Tatum goes on to, to win several championships, whether it's Boston or elsewhere, probably Boston, like, like, Melo could have if, if on a team with an appropriate second piece. They have the Celtics have their Jalen Brown situation to figure out. He, I think made all NBA, which makes his, uh, his contract 
go way up because NBA made that matter. I mean, um, you know, I Celtics think, are in a fascinating place. I think Tatum averaged like thirty-eight and four this year, or something like that. Like, I think that compares pretty close to Carmelo's plot. Par- Carmelo's ta- prime into the modern game. You know, Nuggets, Carmelo, twenty-eight, six and three, twenty-five, eight and three. Um, Knicks, Carmelo, you know, twenty-nine, seven and three, twenty-seven, eight. And, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not as deep in NBA circles as I, uh, as I used to be, and I'm trying to get back into it, but the regular season is kind of irrelevant, and the Heat are also showing that, right? Yep. Well, I guess the Nuggets are the opposite side of the coin. Like They believed in it, and they're out for blood. I, I think the Nugs. I'm on the Nuggets. They seem just top to bottom. They're just a better team than any other team you look at. Yeah. Like, I, I realize the Heat have Heat magic going on, and they're playing Cody Zeller. No shots fired. 30 years old Cody Zeller. Um, then I don't know. The Nuggets are dominant, good team, with also probably the best player in the NBA right now. We just kind of ignore it because he's big and foreign. Certainly best player uh, left. Jimmy Butler may have. Playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jimmy Butler is a different creature, and he is fun to watch, man. Um, so, while while on the NBA, like mini bruh, throw it in here. I haven't gotten to say say this around the office, but like I don't know, Steve Yudoka, without getting into the whatever happened in Boston, went from being the coach in Boston that got him to a championship, then he uh, you lose that gig, okay. Then you take this Rockets job. They lose the lottery. Um, and and then the Suns job opens up. The Philly job opens up. You've got connections mm. to both of those places. Like he would have, if he didn't take this Rockets job. Like they're going to, it seems like they're going to get James Harden. But again, but uh, like I think he, he could have just said, oh, I want that job to either of those teams. And they would have taken it. Worked in Philly a couple years. Even the Raptors job. Don't know if it's more desirable than the Rockets one, but history with them. So just, I don't know. Bruzz all around to him. Fumbled a bag. And he's had whatever this Rockets thing is. He's had an interesting couple months. La- yeah, last 10 months on him. I have the turntables. You're not in on the Rockets, you don't think? Young pieces that are interesting, but he, they're not winning a championship next year. I don't get why James Harden wants to go back. Alperin Sengun in the post. People like him. Boban ended up there? All right. Um, yeah, no, and I, I know where Boston currently stands with their coach. I mean, one of the lowest approval ratings ever. You're watching your team get outcoached on every level, and this guy is watching the town four times a week? What? Although it's led to a lot of good jokes in my group chat, so hmm. I'll take those. Um, all right, guys. We will be back Wednesday. I do think I thought of a good foolish episode to run. I don't think that'll be this week. Maybe next or the week after. 
They'll be excited for that one. soon. We're due for a check-in. And we'll see what else we got. So thank you, guys. We'll see you Wednesday.